0: Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today we're going to do a listening. It's a mock test six from the Members Academy and it's a part two multiple choice and choosing from a list. So quite a tricky set of questions, but the listening itself is okay. Apologies as always for being a little late, Uh, this week I've been focusing on completely restructuring my uh, writing course in the Members Academy to make it even better, quicker, easier to use and finding ways of getting that information across uh, quickly and in a more memorable way. So that's been taking quite a lot of time but um, I'm back now, so let's get started. It's part two and the topic is a street play scheme, street play scheme. And it's all about when people block off the traffic in their street where they live. It was quite fashionable a few years ago when there was um, like the Queen's Jubilee and people had uh, like street parties they closed off the roads to traffic and they put kind of tables outside tables and chairs and everybody contributed some food and you know there's a whole day of games and fun and it was really lovely and people realized that they should do it more often I don't know if they still do it but um it, it's a scheme. It's a real scheme that they started doing in the UK. I'd love to know if you've got anything like that where you live. Um, it's an important listening because I I say that everything counts towards IELTS. You know, you can't just do the writing course. You've you've got to get your ideas from somewhere. Where do your ideas come from? Well, listening, reading, speaking to people about different things like this, you know, what a great idea if you could just close, you know, stop cars coming where you live and just letting the children play outside. It could be one of those um, problem solutions essays where they're asking you to think about innovative ideas, Of course, you don't have to be innovative in task two, but you do need to show that you've got a general awareness of the topic. And this is just such a great idea. So there's a man interviewing a lady called Alice. He introduces the topic and you wait for the signal. The signal is when did you actually start the scheme, Alice? And of course, that brings you to question 11. When did the street play scheme first take place? It's it's the typical multiple choice that you can predict because um, it says two years ago, three years ago, or six years ago. So you know that you're going to hear two years, three years and six years. So you've got to get your ear ready for this. When did the street play scheme first take place? So there's a little background, he says. My guest on the show today is Alice Riches, who started the street play scheme where she lives in Beechwood Road. For those of you that don't already know, street play involves Local residents closing off their street for a few hours so that children have a chance to play in the street safely. She started it in her own street, Beechwood Road, and the idea caught on. Lovely phrasal verb there. The idea caught, past tense of catch, the idea caught on, meaning it became very popular. And there are now street play schemes all over the city. So, when did you actually start the scheme, Alice? All right, so remember you're listening for two years ago, three years ago or six years ago. Alice says, well, I first had the idea when my oldest child was still a toddler. So, that's about six years ago now. But it took at least two years of campaigning before we were actually able to make it happen. So the scheme's been up and running for three years now. We'd love to be able to close our road for longer for the whole weekend from Saturday morning until Sunday evening, for example. At the moment, it's just once a week. But when we started, it was only once a month. Okay, I went to the end of that paragraph because, again, there's time involved. She says, you know, when it started, it was once a week. Now, uh, it was once a month. Anyway, so what did you get from that? So she said it was when her toddler, her oldest child was a toddler. That was six years ago. There's the trick. But it took two years of campaigning So, the scheme's been up and running for three years now. So, the answer is B, three years ago. Um, Notice the pronunciation. I talk a lot about these weak forms, which make things difficult to hear. Uh, She says, running for three years. Four becomes weak in connected speech, so running for three years. And it's related to what we're doing next month, which is the present perfect challenge. All of this, again, this is how important the grammar is, going to help you in the writing and the listening. They're all connected. Um, So we had the past simple, when did it first take place? answer three years ago. So that's finished, that's specific. But she says the scheme's been up and running for three years now, using the present, perfect. So even there, you know, that will help you. Being used to hearing that will give you that answer. Um, So, question 12 was, how often is Beechwood Road closed to traffic now? That word now is telling you there will be a trick because they'll compare it with the past. The answer is once a week, on Saturdays and Sundays, or once a month. Sorry, three choices. Once a week, once a month, or Saturdays and Sundays. All are mentioned She says, we'd love to open the road for longer, um, for the whole weekend, from Saturday to Sunday, for example, but at the moment, it's just once a week. And so, that is the answer. When we started, it was only once a month, so the answer is once a week. And actually, I've got my pen out <laughs> because I've just noticed this really useful phrase that we did on Sunday in the Conditionals Academy uh, challenge, bootcamp. Um, the, the sentence here is, we would love to be able to close the road for longer. Now, quite a complex sentence because it's conditional, we'd love to, and it's got the form of can. What is can in the future, isn't it? You can't say we'd love to can, so you have to use we'd love to be able to. So, I'm just going to make a note of that. That's perfect for what we did (laughs) on Sunday. Okay. um, Question 13, who is responsible for closing the road? A, a council official b the police c local wardens wardens that pronunciation again last week on my website you can find it i practiced the sound or w a r part of the pronunciation course wardens that's a word that i missed i didn't put it on my list uh Warden, spelling W-A-R-D-E-N-S. So, what does she say? She says, we have volunteer wardens, mostly parents, but some elderly residents too, who block off our road at either end. So, that is the answer. They are the ones who close, synonym, block off the road. Um They do mention that council have provided special signs. There's always a volunteer there to explain what's happening to motorists. Generally, they're fine about it. We only had to get the police involved once or twice. So they do mention the police, but they don't mention a council official. Okay. Right. Question 14. Residents who want to use their cars. So... You know, maybe somebody needs to. What's the option? A, they have to park in another street. Got lovely modals here. B, they must drive very slowly. Or C, they need permission from a warden. So, this is about the residents. What does it say? Now, I should explain that the road isn't completely closed to cars, but only residents cars are allowed. If people really need to get in or out of Beechwood Road, it's not a problem as long as they drive at under 20 kilometres per hour. I've just found another conditional there. We did as long as, and in the course I talked about how they use grammar in listening and reading um, to give you the answer. And here is a perfect example. Um, They can drive there as long as they drive under 20 kilometres per hour. So, what do we need? Must drive slowly. Um, I can even remember the listening where the other example I used with as long as. It was the less listening about the bees in Australia. And he said, they'll eat anything as long as they're insects. Sorry, it was the bee bee eater. The bee eater will eat anything as long as they're insects. And then in the question, it said they won't eat anything unless they're insects. So, it was about unless and as long as. So, here's another example of that. Um, The tricks, what do they say? Most people decide not to use their cars or they park in another street. That's their decision. They don't have to park in another street. The wardens are only there to stop through traffic. So the mention of the warden there as well. Question 15. Alice says that street play schemes are most needed in... Now, could you guess this? A, wealthy areas, B, quiet, suburban areas, or C, areas with heavy traffic. What a great collocation, heavy traffic. And if you've seen my uh, YouTube that I did with Keith, the marvellous, fantastic Keith from uh, IELTS Speaking Success, we talked a lot about this topic of places with heavy traffic. And we talked about something that's coming next, which is about closing off the high street to see um, what the effect would be on the shops. So what does she say? She says, um, the presenter says, can anyone apply to get involved in street play? And she says, absolutely. We want to include all kids in the city Especially those who live on busy roads. It's here that demand is greatest. Simple. You could have guessed that, couldn't you? Areas with heavy traffic, those who live on busy roads. Um, and it's a nice collocation. It's here the demand is greatest. Then she mentions the others. Others. Obviously, there isn't such demand. Nice reference word there for uncountable nouns. There isn't such demand in wealthier areas where the children have access to. Um, And we talked about the collocation to have access to something um, recently. Nice collocation. Children having access to parks or large gardens or in the suburbs where there are usually more places for children to play outside. Okay, so answer was heavy traffic. Question 16, and this is the last multiple choice. What has been the reaction of residents who are not parents? A. Many of them were unhappy at first. B, they like seeing children play in the street. C, they are surprised by the lack of noise. So, what do they say? Um, I'd recommend that anyone listening who likes the idea should just give it a go. Give it a go. When we talk about idiomatic language and learning phrases as chunks, give it a go. Um, Today I was reading the British Council a new uh, article about 10 ways to learn vocabulary and they said uh, repeat it, give it a go, say it in your head and also try to make a memorable example for you. So think about something that you'd like to try and I'd like to try paddleboarding, so I'd like to give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. Fantastic for your speaking test. Um, she says, we've been surprised by the positive reaction of residents all over the city, and that's not just parents. There are always a few who complain, but they're a tiny minority. So, yes, she says there are a few people who complain. Um, On the whole, everyone is very supportive and say they're very happy to see children out on the street, even if it does, even if conditional, yes, even if it does get quite noisy. Um, So, what's the answer? The answer is... B, they like seeing children play on the street, even if it gets noisy. So the one trick they are surprised by the lack of noise is wrong, because it does get noisy. Um, Yeah, and the mention, many of them were unhappy at first, and she said, no, a tiny minority, so not many of them. And the tense is different anyway. So, before we move on to choosing from a list, one last thing I noticed as I was listening to this, I listened to the original, and we talk a lot about um, pronunciation and how you get that from listening. So, when I listened to this lady, she said, they're very happy. They're very happy. They're meaning they are. Contraction. Not there, they're very happy. Fast speech sounds exactly like T H E R E, and she says there are there are there are always a few who complain. There are always a few, but they're a tiny minority. They're very happy. Interesting. Okay. Then there's a gap, a bit of thinking time, and it goes on to a different type of question where you choose from a list. Now, here, again, is where this will be useful to you for uh, writing. In writing, I always talk about how you have to outline the effects, the outcomes, the benefits of something or the, the drawbacks. And I just bit my tongue out. So here, choose two letters. It says, which two benefits for children does Alice think are the most important? So what does she think? There are five choices. A, increased physical activity. B, increased sense of independence. C, Opportunity to learn new games, D, opportunity to be part of a community, or E, opportunity to make new friends. So you've got physical activity, independence, new games, part of a community, or new friends. I'm going to read that paragraph. She says, There have been so many benefits of street play for the kids parents really like the fact that the kids are getting fresh air instead of sitting, staring at a computer screen, even if, again, even if they're not doing anything particularly energetic. So, although you'd think it's about physical activity, she's saying, no, they don't have to do anything energetic. It's just they're outside getting fresh air. So it's not A, it's not physical activity. And of course, it's great that kids can play with their friends outside without being supervised by their parents. So it's not about making new friends, it's playing with their friends. So it's not E. But for me, and listen for that, for me, this is what she thinks the biggest advantage is that kids develop confidence in themselves to be outside without their parents. Confidence to be outside without their parents. So, the answer is synonym for, uh, well, confidence is an increased sense of independence. The other really fantastic thing is that children get to know the adults in the street it's like having a big extended family. So what could that be? They get to know the adults in the street. It means that they have an opportunity to be part of a community. Um, so, yeah, usually the correct answers, they're synonyms, obviously. Um, friends is mentioned, Games is mentioned, they can play with their friends outside. Um, But the answer is independence and being part of a community. And those are great benefits that you can keep in mind um, for your writing. Look at the collocations. Um, We've got develop confidence, get to know the adults, um, the biggest advantage play with their friends, all of those are nice Uh, instead of sitting, staring at a computer screen. Lovely collocations. Final question. Which two results of the King Street experiment surprised Alice? So here's another street, but you're looking specifically about what surprised Alice. So A, more shoppers, B, improved safety, C, less air pollution, D, more relaxed atmosphere, or E, less noise pollution. So she says, um, he says, I want to move on and ask you about a related project in King Street. She says, this was an experiment I was involved in where local residents decided to try and reduce the traffic along King Street, which is the busiest main road in our area, by persuading people not to use their cars for one day. Great vocabulary. Can we persuade people not to use their cars? We thought about making people pay more for parking, but we decided that would be really unpopular. Again, You know, you've got to analyse these kind of suggestions. Um, Is it better to make people pay more? Will that discourage them? And she uses a conditional here. We decided that that would be really unpopular. So instead, we just stopped people from parking on King Street, but left the other car parks open it was surprising how much of a difference all this made. As we'd predicted, air quality was significantly better. So, that was not a surprise. They had predicted this. So, this is a great past perfect ready for the next challenge, my present past perfect challenge. As we'd predicted... Air quality was better, but what I hadn't expected, past perfect again, was how much quieter it would be, even with the buses still running. So, quieter, and the synonym for that is less noise pollution. So, that is E. Of course, everyone said they felt safer, so that's of course, Um, So, that's not a surprise. But we were actually amazed that sales in the shops went up considerably that day. And she says, we were amazed, another synonym for surprised. Sales in the shops went up. Here, you've got your academic task one language, went up considerably. And that means the answer is a more shoppers she says we thought there would be fewer people i'm pointing out fewer because notice the difference between fewer and less fewer is well you can guess if i say less um less money fewer people What's the difference? Fewer is for countable things. And we use that again in academic task one. Um, So, more shoppers, less noise, pollution. Uh, And the tricks, improved safety? No, they expected that. Less air pollution? No, they expected that. More relaxed atmosphere? They did not mention at all. Okay, so I hope that's been helpful for you today. Um, what else? Yes, I don't have a copy of this on my uh, website, I'm afraid, because it's copyright. I'm not, I'm not allowed to, but I'm sure you can find it. And the main point of doing the listening on the podcast is for me to draw your attention to certain aspects of the listening test that will help you... Um, on, on the day. Um, do let me know if you've got any requests, and I'll try to help. Let me know, get in touch on um, lots of places, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and what's the other one? Um, oh, by email, through my website. Um, usually, it's E T C. ETC stands for Exam Training Courses, because that's what I provide in the the Members Academy. So thanks very much, guys, for listening today. Hope to chat soon and have a lovely uh, rest of the week. Bye-bye.